Welcome back to Radio X Off The Record, a podcast produced by NSU's Radio X. I'm James, although most of you may know me as DJ Glitch. Glitch has a system on 88.5 FM coming to you from Nova Southeastern University. On this week's episode, we have Radio X talking about World Radio Day. Before we dive into an exclusive interview with Rory D. Lasno and Phil Robinson. To start things off, here is Radio X with their thoughts on World Radio Day. guys joining us today for this episode we're going to be talking about our upcoming event next friday and i'm joined by dj frank and our amazing ga for the office of student media alejandra hello everyone hello everyone so to start off we wanted to talk about the events that uh we have next friday and um who more than appropriate to speak upon them is our amazing ga who's kind of orchestrated all of this together Okay, everyone. So next Friday, February 12th, we will be having a Find Your Love Language event from 12 to 2 in front of the University Center. So this will give everyone an opportunity to kind of find your love language if you don't know yours yet and also receive some free giveaways based on your love language. So it's a really nice event, but just come out and support us and we will also have Radio X so that way you all can hear them. So essentially we'll be playing some music for you guys like Alejandra mentioned and taking over that. Um, our amazing DJ DJ Frank has been looking into World Radio Day and more things on that for you guys. It happens to fall in line with Valentine's Day, so we'll be doing a giveaway for you guys at our event next Friday, and I'll let him take it over. All right, guys. So World Radio Day, it's a United Nations-sponsored holiday. It is basically to support all those people behind the mics all over the world, whether you're in a developing country or in a country such as ours that is developed. Um, radio has always been a way of connecting the world together. I mean, if you see it in um, some developing countries, they still hold radio at to an extremely high regard when it comes to communications. Not so much here, but of course here at Radio X, we're changing that. Yeah, with that being said, we are going to be giving away a Radio X prize basket at the event. So if you want to win that, go ahead and join, put a submission in. And yeah, that's World Radio Day, just for an explanation. So the event will be taking place next Friday, as I mentioned, and the giveaway will consist of a prize basket from Radio X. So if you guys have joined us last semester, I believe, in October for our college radio day, similar theme, uh, we gave away a prize basket to two lucky winners. But this time, uh, just one winner will come out with a Radio X basket. The way to win is to attend the event and then make sure to follow us on all our platforms. Write your name down, get a little ticket, um, and then we'll kind of shuffle through the tickets and one random winner will be selected. What time, Ale, can they expect us to see? 12 to 2 p.m. 
and we'll be located right outside the UC Center. So feel free to stop by on Friday and kind of get your chance to win. Also, find out your love language because I guess a lot of us want to do that this month. It's a uh, lonely season or not lonely season, depends. But you know. <laughs> You're funny. You're really funny. Thanks. <laughs> All right, guys, so be sure to see us next Friday. And if you want to learn more about uh, our personal DJ's Valentine's Day endeavors, stay tuned for next Friday's episode because we'll be covering our little bits on that. Um, you guys could probably already infer what I'm going to be talking about since I mentioned Lonely Season. But yes, stay tuned for next Friday's episode and more stuff on that. We're going to just uh, hand it over to DJ Glitch to tell you what's next. Thanks guys. Now on to DJ Frank with Radio X's currently charting artists. Hey guys, this is DJ Frank bringing you your top 10 artists of the week from our Discover Weekly playlist. Coming in at number 10 we have soul artist The Waters with their new album Intuition. At number 9 we have some indie rock by Guided by Voices with their new album Styles We Paid For. At number 8 we have alt-rock artist Millie with her album Denial. Taking the number 7 spot we have rock artist Jordy with his new album Escape Route. At number 6 we have up and coming hip hop artist Toby with his new album Cinco Originals. Taking the number 5 spot we have indie pop artist Arlo Parks with her brand new EP Collapsed in Sunbeams. At number 4 we have pop artist Chloe Wilder with her brand new EP Teenage Lullabies. At number 3 we have 3 Sacred Souls with a new soul album called Will I See You Again. At number 2 we have the up and coming rock artist Teenage Fan Club with their brand new album I'm More Inclined. And at number one, we have Awnings, a future funk band with their debut EP called Awnings. These have been the top 10 artists of the week on our Discover Weekly playlist. Tune in next week to hear some more great artists. Thanks, DJ Frank. Now for an exclusive interview with Rory DeLazno and Phil Robinson. opportunity to interview both Rory DeLazno and Phil Robinson and we're going to talk a little bit about their music and some things that they've got cooking up for us in the future. I would love for them to give us just a little bit of a description on their music, their careers, and why they basically chose to go into music. So hey guys, I'm Rory Delaz. This is a song I wrote called Happy with my buddy Phil here. And I've been playing music since I was a little kid. My dad gave me his guitar upside down and backwards. I picked it up and just began playing. So for me, music's pretty much the most natural thing in the world. So I'm really excited to be doing it and I'm excited to be here. Hi, my name is Phil Robinson. I'm a singer songwriter. I live in New York City. I have loved music 
my whole life. But as a young child, I did not have any natural ability in music at all. So I was actually very discouraged for probably the first 15 years of my life that I would have loved to have been a musician. But unfortunately, I was born without the requisite talent. But ultimately, I loved it so much, particularly the music of Bruce Springsteen, his sort of uplifting, aspirational message really gave me so much positive energy that my love for music overruled everything else. So I just was determined. For a number of years, I practiced five to six hours a day, every day for years until I was able to catch up to my natural shortcomings and I became a songwriter and uh, never looked back. You say natural shortcomings, but I'm sure that at any age you can start getting into music. Although I do know a lot of people who personally start getting into it a lot earlier on. But that's amazing that you guys both found inspiration and were able to kind of come together to collaborate and end up making a song, which NSU's Radio X did have on our charting, um, the happy song that I believe that you mentioned. And it's honestly really great to see that you guys were able to draw inspiration from music, which leads to one of my questions. What artists inspired you guys the most? Okay, well, Bruce Springsteen is definitely a, a big inspiration, not only through his music, but also just generally in life. You know, for me, music has always been, you know, I'm less impressed by how great a person's voice is or how clever their lyrics are or how virtuosic their playing on a guitar might be if they could play on the fretboard of a guitar super fast. That's a little bit less important to me than the impression or the feeling they make as a human being. You know, if, if somebody has struggled with a hard challenge and they found a way to solve it, that was kind of a useful little tidbit of their experience and they could impress this upon you in a compelling message in a way that sort of breaks through to you and kind of gives you a new perspective or maybe a little bit empathy of what it must have felt like to walk in that other person's shoes. And that's something they've achieved by their songwriting. That's just incredibly compelling compelling to me and I think that Bruce Springsteen is such an amazing example of someone who achieves that with almost every single song. So that has kind of been the, the blueprint for myself, for my approach to writing a song. I basically, if I have anything to, useful to offer other people as just another human being on this planet, I, I try to convey that through my songs. That's really interesting. I know that a lot of people like the opposite of what you said, where they're more into like the technical aspect of, you know, the clever lyrics or how it sounds instrumentally. So that's an interesting perspective to have for sure. And I'm glad that Bruce was able to have that kind of impact on you. And Rory? Yeah, so actually, I'm from New Jersey, which is, of course, the home of Bruce. And Phil and I always used to have fun with this because I was not raised on Bruce Springsteen. I was raised on the Beatles and the Everly Brothers and Queen. And weirdly enough, Bruce Springsteen was always absent from the collection of songs I'd be listening to. But Phil had turned me on to Bruce, among other people, recently. And I've sort of seen the light. I guess you could say I was blinded by the light, eh, Phil? And uh, I've come around on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for me, I agree with Phil. Or I have uh, that in common with Phil and that I don't really care about, about 
the technical aspects of music as much as the feel of it all. But I come from a bit of a different orientation in that I'm a melody first kind of person. I definitely love lyrics that make you feel things and can make you contemplate life's bigger mysteries and issues. But I always felt like songs like She Loves You by the Beatles were some of the, the best songs around. And, you know, half of those lyrics are just yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a sucker for a good melody. A good lyric here and there is always nice as well. But I guess we have that in common in that the vibe is more important than any particular technical component of the song. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. Of course, and I feel like a lot of people miss that or sometimes they kind of take that for granted as well. The fact that, you know, something very simple as long as healing to you and something that you personally enjoy. But the next thing I want to ask is because we're talking about artists and songs, what do you believe is your favorite song that you've written and why? Well, that's a great question. I have songs upcoming that I'm extremely proud of. And I guess I would say one of the songs that I'm most proud of is a song I wrote called Power of My Love that'll be out relatively soon. And that's just a song about resilience through loss. So for me, as much as I did just say I love a good melody, a lot of the songs that I'll be releasing and happy as well are songs about getting through tough times and, you know, coming out the other side a little stronger. So I would say the majority of the material I have upcoming fits that description of a favorite song. My favorite song of my own that I've written is a song called Through the Middle. The chorus basically is the phrase, the only way out is through the middle. And that's just a phrase that I came across when I was young, when I was a teenager. And before I ever wrote a song about it, I just took that idea and wrote it on a piece of paper and taped it to my wall and looked at it every day. It was kind of my personal philosophy. The only way out is through the middle. The simple message that no matter what obstacle you come across, you could sort of uh, try to escape it or deny it. But ultimately, you could only solve the issues of your life by meeting them head on and working through them. So I always knew I wanted to write the song, but with that as the key idea. But it took me about 10 years before I felt that I had music that did that phrase justice. And I finally did one day. So it remains my favorite song. And it's actually going to be the title track of my upcoming debut album called Through the Mint. You guys came up with those answers relatively quickly. So I feel like that just goes to show how much of an impact that they definitely have had on you guys. And although you got the chance to collaborate as well, is there an artist that you would have loved to collaborate with or maybe possibly in a future collaboration? Phil, you want to take this one? Sure. Well, my obvious answer is Bruce Springsteen, but we've already talked about him a lot. So I'll go with my second favorite artist, which is Cat Stevens, who now goes by the name Yusuf Islam. And he was the artist through his songs like Wild World, The Wind, Father and Son, Peace Train. Again, when I was a teenager, I feel that his songs are basically the public diary of his authentic spiritual journey or his quest. You know, he wasn't writing to be impressive or writing a song to be a pop hit on the radio. He was writing a song because it was the outgrowth of his own process, of his own earnest searching for inner peace, you know? So again, that largely informed my own approach to songwriting. So if I had the opportunity to collaborate, I would love to collaborate with Cat Stevens. 
Yeah, and for me, I actually, I've been asked this question before, and I, I don't know if I've ever said the same person twice, but lately I'm thinking kind of a weird one, but Lin-Manuel Miranda from Hamilton and in the Heights, I just find his work to be really cool. I think, you know, lyrically, he's he's brilliant. I, I just love everything that he that he touches. I would say that would be sort of an out-of-left-field one, but I'd love to work with him in some capacity somehow. Well, this may be a personal bias, but I personally love the two names that you guys mentioned. But I do think that a collaboration with you guys, those two, would definitely be something amazing. And to my next question, personally for you guys, how would you describe the music that you create? You know, in short, when I've been asked to give like a short bio, I usually say I craft melodic, uh, something about like, musings and heartbreak and loss. So I try to tackle fundamental aspects of the human experience with a little bit of a twist. So there are some songs that are a bit more unusual in the approach they take. Like for example, I have a song upcoming where the story is kind of of a man on his deathbed trying to come to terms with his estranged family, either not coming through or coming through and not really saying what's on their minds. So from a lyrical content standpoint, I try to, like I said, tackle things that are thought-provoking from a little bit of a different angle. And then from a melodic standpoint, I get the, the Ed Sheeran thing a lot, you know, acoustic singer-songwriter with a lot of feelings. <laughs> so I, I try to either lean into that or uh, sometimes my heavier music's been compared to like Jimmy World or Taking Back Sunday. So that's sort of uh, alternative rock vibe. All right, well, this is Phil chiming in, and I love Rory, but since we're having this discussion, I just have to tease him and say that he just said a lot of oh. words, but I think you could sum up Rory's music with the phrase, sad white boy music. <laughs> exactly. Rory, I hope I didn't offend you with that, but it needed to be said. Speaking for my own music, you know, I think that in life, we have the full range of experience from the intensely severe and serious experiences through to the completely frivolous, fun, silly experiences. And I hope that my music could encompass that whole range. I look at, for example, filmmaker Steven Spielberg, who in the span of, I think even the same year, he released Schindler's List, you know, a movie set during the Holocaust, and also Jurassic Park, which was like a silly popcorn blockbuster. And he was able to do both works I aim for something similar with my songs. You know, my lyrics are very conversational. You have the sense, say you have an old friend and you just meet them for a cup of coffee and you have a chat. That's what I hope my lyrics feel like. Just kind of they're in vernacular. They don't sound like poetry. They sound like you're talking to a friend. And then one of I play acoustic guitar, but I also play harmonica, which is a little bit my trademark. You know, a lot of people are accustomed to listening to music that's fully produced or by a full rock band and there's a moment where the song where lyrics get you so far but then lyrics can't convey the emotion and that's where like the lead singer falls away and it's like the electric guitar comes in and sort of helps the song soar to a new level and I still like to have that effect in my own music and I achieve that through my harmonica. Uh, there's the place where you know the melody just comes unchained and the, the lyrics stop so that is also a big feature that my music is known for. 
Okay, I feel like that's a very interesting way to describe it. And it's okay, Rory. Most of the time, my playlist and my music isn't would be described in the same way. So I completely Love understand. It. Don't let Phil get you down. I understand that. <laughs> well, I'm already <laughs> down because of my sad boy music. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but of course, discussing a little bit more about you guys personally, I know that COVID has definitely been affecting a lot of people and of course, artists as well. Some more positively than others. So I just want to know how has the pandemic affected your creative processes when it comes to writing songs or coming up with music for 2020 as well as for this upcoming year? Phil, you want to take this one? Sure. So we're about almost just about a year since COVID has begun. I personally have not been impacted in terms of health, nor finances, or anything like that. You know, my heart goes out to everybody who has suffered with COVID, including my mother. My mother was very sick. She was COVID positive for um, the month of November, and it was very scary. So I kind of know firsthand what some people have gone through. Myself personally, I've been untouched by health or financial issues. So this last year has really just freed up so much of my time. Prior to COVID, I would typically perform a couple times a week, 60 to 70 shows a year. And I haven't done that this past year. And I largely took advantage of the time by being active with live streams. I also recorded one entire album and I wrote about half of the second album. You know, once the world opens up again and you're sort of on tour and have the vigorous schedule of performances, time is much more scarce. So I, I've really just tried to make use of this slowed down time as, as much as I, I could. And I've been very prolific on the writing and recording fronts. Yeah, and for me, I've also been very lucky to have avoided the, the health effects of, of COVID and, and my heart also goes out to everyone that I do unfortunately know a few people who have not been so fortunate. But personally, 2020 was actually a relatively productive year. Obviously, we put out Happy together and I had also released a song in the middle of the year called An American Lie, just about the racial injustice in the United States. And that was really, you know, just it felt important for me to get my perspective out and, and hopefully provide some sort of, you know, contribution of the greater conversation. And then from a performing standpoint, it was unfortunate. I started out the year playing my first gigs in Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. I was able to accompany my friend Jackie June in Atlanta. So that was really exciting. But then I had shows in Nashville, Portland, and Seattle that were canceled. Discouraging, but much like Phil, I turned to the live streams. Uh, Phil and I actually did a live stream together in an effort to help uh, save the bitter end the venue in New York City that we both love very much. That's been a really good haven for us. Uh, singer-songwriters for over 50 years, more than that probably, I mean, into the 60s. And we were able to raise about $16,000 with some, some of our friends and then other really devoted musicians. So that was really rewarding. And then I did, on a, a personal note, start a songwriter showcase called The Songwriter Showcase, which has been pretty much a weekly event since April, where I've hosted three or four musicians from around the world, actually. It's become more of an international effort. And they showcase uh, you know, a couple of their songs. We all get to stay engaged and meet new people. And uh, that's been a really nice way to sort of adapt to these situations that have come about since COVID. All right, well, it's great to know that 
neither one of you got sick. It's also great to see that you guys were able to impact and also work on your music and yourselves. So it's good to see that there's at least some benefit or something that's good that's coming out of such a, you know, dreary situation. But I wanted to ask, like, you know, for 2021, what's next for you or projects that you've been working on? I know that you mentioned Power of Love, Rory, and you also mentioned that your next album is going to be called Through the Middle Phil. So I just want to know, you know, a little bit more about that or some things that we can expect from you guys in the near future. Uh, sure, yeah. So I've actually got an EP upcoming, my third EP, which is going to be called Songs from an Empty Room that I'm really excited about. Happy is going to be, or was already, the first single. And then uh, Power of My Love and the other song I had referenced called Forgotten with the man in the hospital who's uh, on his deathbed. Really uplifting stuff, as you can tell. But uh, <laughs> it's... Um, it's really exciting. It's the culmination of a lot of work and songs that I've had on the back burner for years and years. And the production is really fantastic. I've been working with a guy named Rob Freeman from a band called Hidden Plain View. And it's just, I, I couldn't be more excited about it. The next single is probably going to drop within the next month or so. So I'll definitely keep an eye out for that. And as I mentioned, over the course of 2020, I recorded what I, I consider my solo album. It's, it's basically myself on acoustic guitar and harmonica and vocals with some additional guest musicians entitled Through the Middle. It's not my first ever album because I had already recorded an album with my band called The Bliss Jockeys. So it's kind of my second overall album, but my first singer-songwriter album. So I will soon be releasing some singles from that, you know, basically I have I have 11 songs recorded. I'll be releasing them every six or seven weeks with an accompanying video. The first song is called Late at Night, which is basically my insomnia song. And then in addition to that, I'm a roving harmonica player at large. So similar to how I had a guest appearance featured on Rory's song, Happy. I have a couple additional guest appearances on other artists' songs as the featured harmonica player coming up as well. All right, well, that means that there's a lot more that we've got to look forward to in 2021, aside from everything else that's currently been going on in the world, which is great to hear. And I also want to know from you guys, what advice would you give to, you know, aspiring artists since you guys obviously have probably have more experience? Okay, well, this is Phil. For, for artists starting out, I, I want to offer two pieces of advice. Number one is that unlike other professions, you know, most professions are very structured. If you want to be a doctor, you go to college, then you go to medical school, then you get your residency, and then you're a doctor. You know, in the creative arts, it's much less structured. The only requirement to being a musician is make music, period. Everyone finds their own way to it. And you could look at the example of a hundred musicians that are creating music and they have some kind of audience in the public and they all achieved it their own way. You know, there's some similarities, but you can find your own way to it. And just because something worked for someone else doesn't mean it's gonna work for you. And just because you're trying something that has never worked for anyone else doesn't mean it's not going to work for you. So I would say, um, you know, just find your own way and the thing that's the unique fit for you. And then the second bit of advice I would offer is, you know, we're all artists and creative beings, but on top of that, we're, we're human beings. You know, take care of your own 
yourself as a person and your own happiness. Like experience joy on a day-to-day -day basis. If you're plugging your music so hard that you're kind of discouraged and worn out on a daily basis and don't find the joy in it anymore, you're, you're doing something wrong. Arrange your daily activities so you could do a little bit of the part of it that you love, whether that's songwriting or performing or whatever it is, stay connected to the joy of it and, and you know, don't let it become like a dreary sludge. So that's my advice. One, find your own way. And two, make sure you stay connected to the joy of what you're doing, because ultimately that's that's success. If you're content and happy in the journey, not just the destination. Boy, I love that. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with Phil. And, and these are things that I would agree with for people who are starting out, but not just for people who are starting out, also people who are knee-deep in music sludge, because it's easy to fall into that trap. I, I know I do as well myself. But the advice that I would give is sort of similar, but it's just to basically just throw a brick against the wall and, and see what happens, because my journey with music has been really circuitous. I've been playing since I was literally in kindergarten. I, I think I mentioned the way I started was my dad handed me a guitar and I picked it up the wrong way and never turned back. And for years and years, I thought, I'm a musician, I'm a musician. And I wrote a hundred songs and I played them for like five people. And, you know, I don't know what I expected to happen because I wasn't going up to bat. And a few years ago, I just said, well, enough is enough. Like open mics became, uh, you know, my, my first step. And then open mics turn into shows. And now I have, you know, sometimes too many shows where I'm just, you know, barely sleeping at night because I'm always playing, but I, I do love it. And at the end of the day, you don't, you can't only see what is on the horizon. And for years and years, uh, I thought things were too hard or too scary, or maybe I wasn't good enough. But as soon as I took that first step, I was surrounded with a community of people who Phil is, you know, Phil is one of the, the main people who did kind of help me you know, staying encouraged and stay positive. And once that happens, it, it all sort of snowballs. And, you know, you just never know until you take that first step how naturally things may come. So you just gotta not anticipate and just, just go for it, you know? really interesting and amazing that you guys were able to see that and then build your own path using that and in terms of finding out more about you guys if you guys have any social media or any like websites where can they follow you at sure well the best place to find me is on instagram my Instagram name is just my name, Rory Delasno, R-O-R-Y-D-L-A Snow. I do have a website where everything's consolidated, which is just RoryDelasno.com, but Instagram's definitely the place I'm most active. And this is Phil. There are many Phil Robinsons in the world, so I don't get to go by just my name. I always go by Phil Robinson Music, and that's basically on every social media platform, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, Phil Robinson Music. It's on all those platforms. All right. Well, again, thank you guys so much for giving me the opportunity to, you know, sit down and talk with you guys. Well, I just want to thank you, Horacia, for letting us appear on Radio X and a shout out to Nova Southeastern University. And I just wanted to say my, my younger brother, professional jazz guitarist, he went to the University of Miami. So I used to go down to Miami from New York all the time and go eat all of the yummy Cuban food that you guys have down there. And yeah, so any listeners down in Florida listening to this, Please go enjoy some yummy Cuban food because that's what I wish I could do right now, but I cannot do that because we do not have access in New York.
Yes. Uh, also have some Cuban food for me. That does sound delicious. And now I'm getting hungry. Thank you, Horacia. And thank you to Radio X. Uh, this is a lot of fun. I really appreciate you guys having us on. And that is it for this week's episode of Radio Wax's Off The Record. Hey, if you guys enjoyed this week's episode, you can check out our previous seasons on Spotify at NSU Radio Wax. And while you're at it, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat at NSU Radio Wax for Radio Wax's weekly updates. Next week's episode promises to be a good one with another exclusive interview with Danny Duchette. And I can't stress this enough guys, we have a TikTok now. It will be producing content real soon so you can follow it with the same handle at NSU Radio X for updates and more. And with that, see you guys next week.